Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and I know it's been a minute since the last time you and I have spoken, and I want to thank you so much for following the Thrive Bites podcast. And I just want to let you know that there's good reason for that, and let me explain. In almost six months, I've been working tirelessly and diligently to helping people near and far during this tumultuous year that we've had from 2020 into 2021. And I said to myself, what more can I do to inspire and impact others? And you guys know me, I'm all about thriving. I'm all about thriving from a emotional, mental, and physical standpoint. That is the reason why I wrote Thrive Medicine. And that is the reason why I started this podcast called Thrive Bites. And so I decided that I wanted to put together a virtual summit experience, gathering over 50 speakers. That includes physicians, dietitians, fitness experts, coaches, and spanning over five pillars in teaching someone else on learning how to thrive. And I call this the Thrive Formula. The five pillars consist of food as medicine, functional fitness, relationships, community, and resilience. And the reason why I've chosen to do this is because I really wanted to give more tools, more education, and more inspiration. And letting people know that they're not alone and they don't have to be ill-equipped for life and whatever life throws at you, whether it's a curveball, whether it's an obstacle, whether it's a roadblock. And I worked really hard to provide this and I'm happy to announce that it is fully released and it's fully accessible. And you may ask yourself, who is this for and what does it consist of? This is for the individual that prioritizes their health and wellness and also wants to take charge of their own well-being. It's also for the healthcare professional and the healthcare professional student because I wanted to create a summit experience that I wish I could have had when I was in school. The summit experience has over 50 plus hours plus more ranging from culinary demonstrations to fitness demonstrations to scientific medical sessions. And we answer questions like, what is Whole Foods plant-based cooking? How do I start cooking back in my kitchen? What affects my brain, gut, and immune health? What are the tools for my own emotional and mental well-being? How can I be more of service and lead by example? What kind of nutrition do I need to give my children nowadays? To how do I navigate self-doubt, self-sabotage, my inner critic? to what are the best physical movements to increase my mobility, strength, flexibility, and function. And one of my favorites is how do I create more joy, contentment, and happiness in my own life? This summit also works like a masterclass series where you get to learn and further your education. And I do this by providing quizzes with every session and I provide workbooks. And there's also recipes and very, very special speaker bonuses. You'll also have the opportunity to join a private Facebook community to further your growth and connect with like-minded individuals. So if this resonates with you, please join us on this journey to further yourself and take back 2021 and beyond. You can find us at thriveformula.co. That's T-H-E-T-H-R number five, formula.co. And come on inside and I'll see you in there. Cheers. Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu and thank you so much for being here with us on the Thrive Bites podcast. This is season four and we're so excited for you to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Colin Zhu, double boarded in family and lifestyle medicine and I interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform. And we talk about plant-powered living, emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And this season, we're taking it live, we're taking it on multiple platforms, and we're taking it as a Q&A discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests. So we're super stoked about this, and please remember to like and subscribe down below, and we will see you. Welcome to the next episode.
All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Thrive Bites podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You can be anywhere in the world, and I am very, very grateful for you just to spend a few moments here with us. And today, um, this is our season closer for season four. Um, you know, thank you so much for being here with us for the entire season, and we can't wait uh, for you guys to follow us for season five of next year. Um, so this episode is uh, very, very special uh, to me. Um, you know that, you know, for those that are new, uh, we talk about three things, plant-powered living, enhancing our emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And today's uh, topic of discussion is how to make our lives legendary. And I can, I I don't even have words. Um, I am super, super, super stoked uh, for our next uh, guest speaker. Um, he's a dear friend of mine uh, that I've crossed paths with. And uh, his name is Coach Mark Bravo. And uh, he has a very extensive resume, but I will do my best to paraphrase. Uh, Mark uh, has a 40 plus year career as a TV and radio commentator for running and other sports um, events. Um, he is uh, the color commentator for the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon since its inception. Um, and he is a sought after motivational speaker for various events throughout the nation, as well as a popular guest on radio and television talk uh, shows. Um, he, uh, he's also a running coach. He's a running mentor and uh, he's coached anyone, everyone from uh, recreationally to elite athletes to the world's top marathons and also Olympic trials. And he's also a veteran of over 30 marathons and 400 road races. Um, and he's done very, very well, um, even after two hip surgeries, um, which um, he has gotten uh, done in uh, the year 2007. And um, he, uh, there's uh, lots and lots of accolades, and we can't wait to dive deeper. So without further ado, please welcome Coach Mark. Hey! <laughs> Colin, thank you so much. We saw each other within the last couple months at... Uh, oh. A marathon, and uh, that was one of the very highlights of my Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon, uh, which is my favorite day of the year. So uh, it goes without saying, you you had impact. We met across Aww. the country our first time, and uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of this. I'm honored that you would ask. Oh, oh, thank you. The honor and privilege is all mine. The pleasure is all mine. Um, I think we first saw each other in uh, it was Santa Fe, I believe, right? Um, Correct. It was one of one of the marathon, uh, one of the races there, and uh, you know it was a very very special uh, race. Um, I remember it was uh, having connections, um, you know, and projects in Kenya. Uh, I re recalled, and uh, you know that has you know, since, you know, uh, done its own transition and, uh, you know, Oklahoma city is a very special race. I, I, I don't know if you remember me telling you of all the races I've, uh, done, I felt like it was one of the most organized and very, very, very thought out, um, race, um, you know, from the spectators to the safety, to the post race, you know, goodies and hydration and, you know, did the festive, it, it just, it was really, really thought out. And, um, you know, I just uh, definitely had to give you, you know, my props and obviously you were there commenting and announcing and, you know, you were doing your thing. So I was super stoked, you know, when I saw you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, I get virtually no credit for what went on there. Uh, I get to do the fun stuff, the commentating, the, you might say running, world liaison to our race and i've been with it since its, its inception gratefully uh 2001 of course just quickly the race premise is honoring remembering those lost those affected uh those injured in the oklahoma city federal building bombing of 1995 and uh, this race which uh brings all the proceeds from it Usually a normal year, of course, uh, we will have normal years again, I, I urge everyone to uh, know, but uh, brings in a million dollars for the Memorial and Museum uh, to tell the story of that. And with that, the message being um, 
hopefully to circumvent such a thing happening again. And from small means in 2001, the memorial opened in 2000, the federal building bombing in 1995, first race 2001, 2,500, a modest race. Few of us, Mm. if any, would ever have dreamed it would become what in normal years is a 25,000 person event. But uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, we pulled it off again after a year of virtual racing as the world experienced. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I told a different uh, entity today that uh, uh, what brings people to the race, largely to the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon, is its premise. We get a lot of return people and not taking any of the credit. The reason being, I think, is the efficiency. What the points Mm -hmm. you spoke to of the race, the city comes out. The Oklahoma Mm -hmm. Standard shines brightest that day. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was so thrilled uh, when I got to see you for (laughs) minutes that weekend one of my oh man it was it was beautiful weather too the the race conditions probably you know i don't know you know obviously you've you know witnessed it and commentated you know for many years but you know for me it was just a a beautiful uh race conditions during that day and i i loved every moment of it so um so truly truly especially from afar folks (laughs) weighing in like that and you a veteran a savvy veteran of a lot of races that's high praise Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, So I definitely want, you know, get into the nitty gritty and have the audience, you know, learn about you more. And you, your career has spanned, you know, so many different, um, you know, just colors of, you know, different kinds of industries and, um, you know, uh, different niches. Um, So let's start off with the origin and taking us from point A to point B. Um, it sounds like you started off in uh, national broadcasting, TV and radio, you know, comment, you know, being a commentator and an announcer. How did that, how did you get into that? Well, I'll tell you from a broadcast journalism degree at the University of Oklahoma with one of my, the few people I knew who didn't change my major for four years. How rare is that? Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up in the last semester. My father was ill, so I jumped in and wanted to keep our family business going, a small family business that ended up spanning 88 years, uh, 23 or four with me there. Uh, my father became well, and I just stayed able to broadcast. Uh, enjoyed doing my, being able to navigate my own ship, you might say. We were, via my grandfather, the first pawn shop in Oklahoma, begun in 1911. Now, we sold the business in 1999, and I sold the building a couple of years later. The building, the reason I bring it up is it's across the street. Um, Out the window, you would watch the finish of the Memorial Marathon, its first 19 years. Now we have moved to a gorgeous, expansive park, which we finished in October. You finished there. And uh, that will be as we see it, our permanent home. Well, I came, I joined the OK Runner team, and I now have an OK Runner running store in that very building. Um, I chose it not because of our family legacy, though it was pretty cool to me. I didn't think about it. It was so seamless, but because it seemed the right place to do this running store. We didn't have presence there we're a two-store operation. And uh, so I'm back home. It was rather a full circle. My sisters, my my parents are gone now, but my friends thought it was the coolest thing. Me too, in retrospect, but it came easily. So actually, I wasn't, I have never been a full-time sportscaster, mm. but uh, my goal as a sportscaster in college as a 20-year-old was, you know, to be play-by-play man for the Boston Celtics. But You don't step right into that. And then I decided I didn't want to go into a studio full time. So now I get to uh, salve my appetite via mostly running. That's most of the broadcasting I do. But again, graduating college in 1979, we have uh, hard to imagine 42 years between that time. So I transitioned to be a running coach. 
there weren't that many running coaches in 2002. Um, and uh, that ha- was a, a great journey I sort of created as I went along. Um, mm. And it became, and we'll talk later, I would imagine, but uh, my my running coaching is much less about regimen. Anyone can find regimen to run a 5K, 10K, half or full marathon. It's about mindset and a few principles that I think raise your game, really the game of life, also on the roads. But uh, I don't coach um, full time anymore. I, mm-hmm. I have training groups running out of the store and uh, just plenty busy. But teaching yoga 10, 15 years, I've been able to cultivate uh, what I thought was most a priority at the time and keep a bit of everything uh, alive in the mix. So I'm very grateful at 64 to still be uh, uh, in demand in, in some way, <laughs> you might say. I might be taking liberties there, but uh, um, wrote a book in the midst. Again, very grateful for that. Uh, and uh, it's uh, been a great life, and I expect it to continue. Mm. I got married a dozen years ago, uh, so I had never been married. Uh, no children, but 18 grandkids. Uh, I don't know how that math adds up, but uh, <laughs> it's a it's a cool life. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in a way, that's you know part of your legacy is uh, – seeing seeing the youngsters you know kind of live out uh, their lives and you know being able to you know create their own paths i think that you know that's you know one bit of it so and um as much as you know this topic is about how do we make our lives legendary um you know take us take us through you know it sounds like the 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 broadcasting was a little bit shorter right as opposed to you know the running coaching and the mentoring uh, were there any lessons that you took away from it, um, how it applied for you um, to kind of improve um, as a human being yourself? I would sure like to think so. Um, had about 30 years of uh, hard running and racing, a hip replacement in uh, 2007, certainly um, rocked my foundation a little bit, but I never thought... Uh, maybe quite a bit. Uh, who knows what I was going through then. Um, but I like to look at things with one first, uh, a singular uh, caveat. Is this terminal? I never expected it was either life-threatening or that I wouldn't run in some form afterward. And gratefully, as you mentioned uh, in the intro, I still run. Now it looks very different than it used to 20 and 30 and we're into about 40 years of uh racing Mm -hmm. uh but it is easily as gratifying as when i could move a little quicker so Mm -hmm. um to your question about how uh that has uh helped etch uh a life that is uh, fulfilling and impactful and such. Um, maybe that would go to the, uh, the subtitle of my book. Uh, book's called mm-hmm. Momentum, but it's 77 Observations Toward a Life Well-Lived. Um, the running joke uh, is uh, a few of my friends uh, commented, uh, paraphrasing, I'm shocked you could start and finish a whole sentence that didn't have to do with running. Um, (laughs) much more as is my coaching as mentioned before about mindset, uh, I will bring up in short order of, you might say four templates to the book that Mm -hmm. speak, uh, of course, apply to your running, but much more to, um, raising the calibration of your life and the world around you. Um, and, uh, uh, I just think that um, and things that I talk to the folks whom I, I maybe coach or mentor or to the group, as I explained last year, our training group is just kicking off last night. I mean, we had a, uh, oh, a debut get together. And I said that my uh, coaching might seem 
like I forgot this was about running when you hear me speaking, but uh, don't be afraid to bring it up. But what you'll find is that this is interconnected, um, not leaving out gratitude, what I call a kinder, gentler approach. Obviously, the stick to aspect of any anything we're looking for success in has to be there. And number four would be a glass three-quarter full, not half-empty approach to life. That's something that we have a clear choice every day about. Doesn't mean it's easy, but if we lean that way, I guarantee you our chances for getting where we want to be, even if we can't define where we want to land, are much greater. Uh, My mother gave me the best gift I've ever been given in my life, and she didn't vocalize it, verbalize it. I worked with my mother and father for some 23, four years. The gift of optimism. She didn't tell me, be positive, be optimistic. She showed me. And as we all know, the best lessons, the most impactful ones of them are gained by example, not by beating it into your head. So those are templates of my book. And I like to think, and as you get a little older into your mid sixties, as I am, that they come into play by definition, like anything we do that we practice more often, it becomes way of life. We don't have to remind ourselves to think a certain way or act a certain way or do certain exercises. They become way of life. Something's missing if we don't act or do that way. So I'm very grateful for that lesson for the people who have come into my life and here and there. If uh, Hopefully I've been able to uh, help them with things and we're still aspiring. Uh, the life feels well lived right now. We're hoping that the, uh, that the end result looks that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. And it very much because I remember the first time, you know, I met you and the second time, you know, that we crossed paths again in Oklahoma City, um, you know, the energy is, you know, consistent, you know, it doesn't, you know, those moments, you know, don't waver. And uh, we were it could friends. be, pardon me. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we no, no, of course. We've been we kept in, in contact. Only yeah. twice. Exactly. Uh, You're I absolutely feel right. The, the very same thing, the mutual admiration society, maybe it sounds like it's completely true. And those are the reasons when you're fortunate that you get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I just remember that, you know, there's always this great aura and energy about you. And, um, you know, so when you say that you hope that you lived a, a, a life well lived, it's, you know, it's, um, it's kind of like a humbling energy that you don't necessarily need to kind of always share. It just literally just emanates, you know what I'm saying? Um, especially if you, you know, have met people you've admired, um, over time, it's just, just like a certain level of humbleness, um, that just, you know, they don't really need to say much, uh, but it's already, you already feel that gratification, you know, um, and also that gratitude you're speaking, um, I wanted I to kind of individuals in the book, just like that. The book is full of one page chapters and a bunch of quotes and pardon me for interrupting you, Colin, but no, it's okay. Mine on my way back from the Dallas marathon, it's been a few months and I haven't checked on a friend here in Oklahoma city who is a real patriarch and he's done things that you'd never hear from him unless you happen to be. Uh, in passing, uh, sitting with him. He's 97 years old. And we visited a few minutes uh, Sunday, as I said, on the drive back. And you have just, you know that um, your calibration's been raised. And usually that word humility is a big aspect, a big characteristic in those individuals. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, uh, there's a phrase that I keep hearing that, um, you know, you are kind of like the average of your five or six friends that you keep in your, you know, social circles. And um, I don't know about you, Mark, but for me, um, you know, it definitely, you know, holds true. And, you know, no matter what kind of, 
you know, life you live, you know, I think, you know, you're really molded by, you know, not just your environment, but also the internal journey that you go on as well. And that word that you use calibration is so key. Um, I like to use the word frequency. And, um, you know, I feel that whenever I, you know, meet someone or reconnect with someone, um, it that frequency gets raised, you know, or you feel like you're in this, you know, you're in the correct room, you know, it's like, question. Right. It's like going to a, you know, expo or conference and then you have breakout sessions that are a little bit more target and niche. Right. And then you keep checking these rooms and then you're like, oh, you know, I uh, I feel like this is the correct room because this is my people. This is my tribe, you know, and, um, you know, you seem to be a person that uh, had that, you know, in spades, you know, for, you know, majority of your life. You know, would you would you agree? Yes, uh, I've been very fortunate that uh, I've been able to enter those rooms, been allowed to. Hopefully I've lent similarly uh, without question. You, I, the analogy that I use for the, such topic is um, when you're around certain people, your energy level rises. You said these same things, paraphrasing, you feel brighter, uh, mm-hmm. you you know, certain aspects of them. Maybe you've known them very little, a very short time, but the energy is such and the uh, authenticity, it it involves Mm -hmm. anything from accomplishment blended with humility. um, Mm -hmm. And you literally are energized from that moment and you're leaving. It's like you took a shower (laughs) <laughs> and you are revived if you whether you needed it or not. It's yeah. absolutely the truth. And um, I used to say, and I believe it, we uh, certain times, and I like to think I'm not a big judger. Uh, however, um, we are allowed uh, to spend our our free time, our independent time with those we choose. And I don't say that in a hierarchical way, but in work we must, and it's, it's good for us. It's training must meet all kinds. And definitely for instance, in the pawn shop experience I had, I can't tell you how valuable the best years of my life. You learn everything from dealing with people who are as classy as you'll ever run into. And, uh, they, we think we sometimes I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out on a ledge and, and just give an example that may or may not be the case with many, but uh, with everyone, but sometimes a certain genre of people, biggest concern is, did my stocks go up today? Mm -hmm. People I was lucky enough to get to know we were one small business for a long time. So I knew most people who walked through the door in the pawn shop, they were as quality as those you might see in a fancy restaurant that night, I can assure. And their bigger concern is how will I get to Friday and feed my family? Not everyone there, but those lessons are nothing you can really learn except in practical experience. Um, you can't really learn them in a textbook. Um, yeah. And the sum total to your point about the sum total of five or six of your best friends. I've never thought of it that way. I have heard it, but indeed the case driving home mm-hmm. tonight, one of my circle of six or eight friends all around the country, half of them retired and, uh, uh, doing what they do. They all come for the Oklahoma city Memorial marathon, by the way, a few mm-hmm. of them never runners started walking, run some, whatever it is, they come if for nothing mm-hmm. else, but the party at my house afterwards, when we can really <laughs> relax. But one of them said, um, just thinking, sitting on my deck, thinking how fortunate I am to have this circle of friends. Just wanted you all to know literally mm-hmm. tonight on the drive home, uh, I guess, because when I got home, I read it. Um, And uh, you are so right uh, that the most impactful people to you normally are those whom you've 
leaned on, be leaned, been leaned on by, mm-hmm. and uh, there's some reason that it's stuck. And we, again, graduated college, crazy enough, 42 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, my amongst my closest circle of friends, uh, like you, lucky to know a lot of people, uh, you might say have a lot of friends. Um, it's never a quantity thing, but it's truly uh, about the quality, the ones you continue to to seek uh, on a consistent basis. So yeah. uh, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more there. And if folks will look, there is always a lot to be grateful for. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that arises during the day. Again, my lesson, my my clearing the slate is: is this terminal? It could be something business wise. It could be a running injury. God forbid. It used to alter my my perspective. I think I did a pretty good job keeping them in perspective. But uh, when I was running and racing consistently. Big aspect of my life. My joke is, you probably didn't want to know me when I was injured. Uh, I hope it's not mm-hmm. because, you know, our mentality changes. Uh, something mm-hmm. is missing. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's about uh, finding a way to realize there will be a tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Either what can we learn from this or more importantly, uh, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. And there was a saying that, my sister bought a plaque for me before that first hip surgery that le- led to the hip replacement. That's what I needed. And it's been a great ride. Uh, when OKC's Memorial Marathon comes around April, a couple of days later, it'll be 15 years. The plaque reading fear won't help you save what you have, but it might make you lose what you could become. It took me a number of decades to really buy into that. Mm. And yeah. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you're not supposed to know everything when you're 25 and I, I don't begin to profess knowing everything now. Simply you learn a few more things with every past mm-hmm. year, hopefully some really tangible, pivotal things. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, AKA The Chef Doc. I just wanna take a few moments of your time to talk to you about something. Something that I feel needs to give reflection and pause for. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I've been on the self-work journey for a decade now. And I remember in my personal experiences, Uh, through my doctor's journeys and also from traveling the world, I was always searching for the next step or thinking that happiness was a destination. However, it's not. What I found instead was that life was a process and learning about life was also a process and a practice and that the state of happiness and the state of joy and contentment was also a practice. For those of you who don't know, since I don't share that much on my podcast, is that I actually battle with anxiety, OCD, and in the past, episodes of depression. However, little by little, step by step, after seeking extra help, I've been able to achieve monumental things in my life that I've been eternally grateful for. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. A couple of reviews. This is by Rebecca Raymer. Becky has literally saved my life by truly understanding me. She has given me self-talk strategies and different thought pattern exercises that have made me stronger and a more aware person. I am so, so grateful to have found her. I've been to so many different therapists and none have helped me like Becky has. This is another review for Adam Johnson. I've had counselors before both on BetterHelp and in person through work. And Adam by far is the best counselor I've ever talked with. I feel like he actually listens to and what is going on. He asks questions to help you navigate your thoughts. And you can tell that he is listening and wants you to help you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc. That's better H E L P and join the over 1.4 million people taking charge of their mental state with the help of an experienced professional special offer for thrive by listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc T H E C H E F D O C. Thank you for listening guys. And back to the episode. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, I think uh, one of the, I guess, um, characteristics of of (laughs) similar qualities that we all experience as human beings is having an ego, right? And I think one of the hardest uh, challenges is to be able to kind of let go of that, you know, let go of pride, let go of ego, let go of preconceived constructs, um, you know, or perceptions that in a way create these limitations, these self-limiting, you know, belief and thought patterns in our lives. Um, and I want to go you know, deeper um, into that. Has something like that, um, could you sh- go a little bit deeper into that? Um, um, or, um, you know, has there been similar to your hip injury, has there been another challenge uh, that has uh, been pivotal in your life that has led you to your current um, awareness of humility and gratitude and appreciation. Has there something been just as similar, maybe not a physical injury, maybe a kind of like spiritual or, you know, emotional, mental type of like obstacle for yourself that, you know, has over time taught you many lessons? I will preface this with, I have had a really great life. I've, I had a strong family unit all my life. Mm. Gratefully, my parents were able to leave on their own terms. They uh, were 89, 86, and uh, um, we were able to to let them go in what I would call the best possible way with a lot of with us. And uh, so um, my, my life's experiences don't. Uh, begin to compete as if it was a competition with what most people go through, but we all go through things. So taking it past what was integral in my life. And when I used the term um, rock, my foundation, when I was told one day by a very dear friend of mine, uh, he's the medical director of the Memorial marathon. He's 80 years old now. And, uh, he is still, he just had a hip replacement uh, nine months ago. And I told him the other day, we will run. He said, you know, I'm going to run again and we will run together. But when he came in the room and I'm thinking, gosh, at this point, because I'm 48, 49 years old, maybe a stress fracture. What am I going to do for six or eight weeks? And he said, Mark, the first question, and we've already at this point known each other two decades, is do you want to remain a runner? When I uh, collect myself, I said, I think we know the answer to that question. Where do we go from here? He said, you're going to need a hip replacement. I suggest this or that. And I did the exploratory. Uh, They said this should last a year to six years. I said, well, 
speaking to the ego as a runner often thinks, uh, especially younger, we're pretty bulletproof. Maybe back then we were, um, okay, I'll get 20 years, not one to six. And I'll revisit this decision. They were right as rain. I had the hip replacement 18 months afterward, only because I asked the doc if I could wait four or five months because the Memorial Marathon was coming up, had a few duties and wanted to uphold them. He said, fine, you can't do any more harm if you can stand the discomfort. And it was fine. Um, it was doable. So um, life experiences such as uh, I, I, my joke, however much of a joke it is, is I'm late to everything. You might might call it a first love um, because that's what it was at about age 40. And talking about a foundation rocker, um, when that needed to end, um, yes, it it altered my perspective for a while. Um, I think ego comes in. You don't know it all. You don't know how things are going to happen. You uh, aren't... um, you aren't completely uh, all knowing when it comes to how things are going to come out. Cause this is life uh, came out just the way it was supposed to. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I uh, then uh, 12 years ago, my wife and I now uh, got married and uh, again, late to everything. And uh, uh, so I had never been married. Uh, I have no children, but we have 18 grandchildren. So, so I just jumped the step, and um, if you uh, if you know what's right, because we took a circuitous route, a few fits and starts, as many relationships do, to being together, and um, it's not always predictable now, as we know any aren't. But uh, it's the life I want, and I'm grateful, and you do learn. When you come out the other side, if you don't give in to, well, why, why me, why this? Now you can feel that because it's it's a very human instinct, but you must let that go. It's kind of like a grudge. They say all it hurts, only one it hurts is yourself. And uh, certainly there can be more bright roads along the way. And I certainly have experienced that. Uh, so, so, um, that encompasses all of the traits we talked about before, stick to uh, gratitude. You must sometimes simply hold on to what you have while you get over what you think you're missing. Gratitude that embodies gratitude, kinder, gentler approach, not only to others, Certainly that, but to yourself, because uh, you can browbeat yourself. But at some point, if we are going to move on, we must move on. And then a glass three quarter full approaches as seminal in it all uh, as as anything with me, the uh, the gift of optimism and even someone who didn't have that gift or or had many tougher roads or saw themselves erring toward. If given a choice, you might say pessimism that can be changed. We train our body. We can train anything. Not always easy. There are fits and starts, but breakthroughs will occur with continuity of practice. You think positive, even when it's not easy or no fun to do it. It gets closer and closer to that end goal. And maybe you just find yourself there at some point, however quickly, however not so quick. Uh, I tell folks in coaching, walking, running, whatever, you look for breakthroughs. The only thing I truly can't promise you is time frame. If you continue with a consistent, smart, but uh, continuity of practice, there will be breakthroughs. And those who have further to go can see them quicker. So that is the benefit. It can seem like I have so far to go, why start? Well, if you'll remember that just getting out there and doing the next right thing, 
those breakthroughs will occur quicker. An elite athlete, to use this example, it's much harder to see benefit because they're finely tuned already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We who are uh, mortals can witness and see um, and feel progress if we stick with it. just just absolutely uh, not be willing to give in. There's no downside to continuing. Doesn't mean it gets any easier, but the only thing we guarantee is if we stop, we've not ended our chance for growth. This is physical. This is mental or personal business goals. If we give in, then we're done. We're never done otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's a lot to tease out um, from that, what you just said. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I find that, um, you know, having been, uh, you know, you were citing the example of, you know, your experience with the pawn shop, your family business, and having so many lives um, that cross paths with and being able to kind of experience that and encounter two, so many different uh, human beings. For me, you know, working as a physician um, and then personally traveled and crossing paths with fellow travelers, um, you know, I think I've had um, the privilege of being able to see and cross paths with many people, um, you know, more than average, um, you know, that, you know, don't have a chance, you know, to to, to uh, be in the service industry in that way, right? Um And I find that, you know, people who, you know, because I want to talk about like blocks and obstacles and common, you know, uh, you know, limitations that people go through, you know, you uh, talk about gratitude, you talk about persistence, you talk about perseverance, you know, and, you know, just not having that, you know, type of giving up attitude, you know, for those that, you know, can't seemingly, you know, get it, you know, what would you say to, you know, those that, you know, just commonly, because I feel like a lot of people that I cross that just are, they're just in their head a lot, you know, people who think, um, you know, overanalyze things, or they, you know, look at the minor details, you know, they don't look at the big picture, or they are, you know, a little bit nitpicky, you know, Um, I find that they get more flustered and frustrated. And sometimes, you know, when you take it to an extreme, resent, you know, uh, resentful, um, you know, about a lot of things, you know, just speaking on more broadly, you know, in life, how would you, you know, kind of, you know, circumvent that, you know, because my lessons in running has been, you know, kind of similar during the pandemic, you know, when no matter the surface, no matter the corner, no matter, you know, the type of road, um, traffic patterns, you know, et cetera, you always have to constantly pivot and adapt and adjust. And, you know, if you have to make a detour, get back on the main road, whatever have you, it's taught me so many lessons. Um, But for those that, you know, want to get towards that life of, you know, just making it awesome for themselves, legendary, you know, as our topic is, how do they kind of hurdle those, you know, those, 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 those blocks, you know, in a way? Count your blessings. That sounds very trite, but um, we need a platform, a trampoline from which to go forward, especially the individuals you say, in my experience, are challenged to be positive, to basically uh, on any front, why me? They may be, they, they may be in the, 90 percentile of whatever demographic we're looking at, but never enough. Count your blessings. Always take the victories. I talk to folks who um, have watched the marathon coverage or something, and maybe some of them reach me and say, I want to do the marathon, Mark. You forgot you've never done a 5K. Don't set yourself up for any more failure, then you must take the many victories from that mindset. Create momentum is created. We're not going to get to home 
from home plate. Uh, there are very few inside the park home runs. It is a process. Um, keep realistic about things. And I can't stress enough, Colin. And I'll tell you what, when we met, you were, you were very easy. You didn't bust on the scene. And, uh, I, I was, I was basically working the two events that we had conversations. And so it was, you didn't, uh, uh, act like, uh, anything from I'm a doctor or I came up to you. I did. I deserve time. We simply, uh, I know I saw something in you that wanted me to, um, that was receptive, that was, uh, engaging and, uh, made me want to engage no matter what else was going on in my world. Yeah. What I might say is one of those traits you asked, how do we do it? Um, seek out or hold on to not to any drastic level, the people who show you traits you want, who are more like you want to be the 97 year old I brought up, who is chapter 15 of my book. Uh, um, when you're in that person's presence, you know, you're in rarefied air. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, they don't have to be that drastic an example, um, back to, we get to choose at times who we spend our free time with. And that's not a judgment call as if we're better than anyone else. We simply get to etch the canvas and it can be done. We can always make it better, um, and stay positive wherever it is. Some days we wake up, I don't know about you, but myself, and again, I'm one of the luckiest people I know. Um, And I know that today, this day is going to be a day that I'll fight for my life to break even, whatever break even means. You know that the next thing that'll happen probably will be a chore. You just sense because it's opened up that way, not that they can't turn, but uh, you make it through those And again, you appreciate just like a hard training run, training for a marathon. I had when I was in as pristine shape as I've ever been in 12 mile runs toward a marathon that I barely felt like I made it home at slower pace than I want to run the marathon in. How am I going to do this? Run twice the distance in faster pace. You trust your training. Your training is the body of work you do in your entire life. So you continue to seek the mentality. Sure, seek the life you want in terms of trappings. If that's uh, that's an aspect in some at some level for all of us, but the seek the life you want more than the things you want. Mm. And with stick-to-itiveness, you will get closer to it, and you will probably find some semblance of that, but it takes training mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it also takes never giving up part optimism, part remembering what you have on your side, uh, calling upon your assets. If it's the way you relate to people, if it's your steadfastness at something, uh, all those traits add up. There are many of those traits I possess none of, but hopefully I have a few that keeps me on my path to uh, the best calibration uh, that I can land and hopefully bigger than that. Um, it's just like when you do something for someone, you tend to get more back than they get, it seems. I mean, in terms of gratification, Um, Mm -hmm. when you're trying to up the calibration of the world, yours instantly, it's like being Mm -hmm. around these energizing people we spoke about earlier. For sure. For sure. Um, Mark, this has been great. And I definitely want to, you know, close out and uh, to respond and comment to what you said. It's, um, it's definitely so many things. Um, and, 
it could, I don't think, I think one of the key things, the common denominator that I've learned over time is keeping it simple. Uh, keeping it simple in terms of, you know, whatever regimen, whatever routine you choose to, um, you know, participate in, but keeping it simple. Um, I think nowadays during our pandemic and the complicated and complex world that we live in, uh, the simpler, the better, you know, and, um, you know, if I use a running analogy, it's, you know, it's to me, you know, I, I know this is, you know, trite and, you know, it's not, not to be like, you know, overemphasized, but for me, it's, it's not about the destination. It's that process, you know, that process and continuation of getting up every single day, you know, running on that, you know, proverbial road and just keep doing it, you know, just keep doing it. The road will always change. The detours will be there, not be there, you know, different people along the way, just like spectators, you know, will change you know, and they come from different walks of life. And, you know, they may offer, you know, words of wisdom, or they may offer their version, um, or their perception of life. And, you know, it's up to you to choose just like how we were talking about the circle of friends, it's uh, choosing these experiences is choosing the environment, knowing that you could change uh, whenever you want to. You know what I'm saying? It's sometimes maybe easier than, you know, said than done, but, you know, it's always about, hey, you know, you could always change something. Um, you just have to, you know, put in the first step, you know, just like if you're doing your first 5K or first marathon, it's always that first step and just, you know, going for it. And, um, you know, as it applies to running, it's, you know, it's very applicable to other aspects of our life. And, um, you know, I think, you know, to me, you know, that's what makes it uh, worthwhile. And, um, you know, uh, you can definitely comment to that. But my last question to you is, you know, what is what is what is uh, a life having a legendary life? And what does, you know, leaving behind a legacy mean to you? It means maybe you never know, but having impact on people. Um in whatever way, in whatever uh, minute, unspoken way. I, uh, an example, we spoke of our 88-year family business of owning a pawn shop here in Oklahoma City. And for years afterward, every now and then now, I'll get a question. Uh, how are your parents? Now, um, for folks to care about our family, who, whom we did business with, maybe for years, maybe uh, only a few times. Uh, uh, they don't have to, to be nice. Now they're, they're not trying to, uh, we're not trying to do business or anything. And for them to have left that mark and for the lessons they taught me about how to treat people of any ilk, some of the greatest of my life, uh, a legendary life, uh, um, I would simply say, uh, aspiring to make better from wherever you came, uh, the path, as you say, it can be pretty circuitous, like a lot of my comments, uh, um, no matter where it goes, if it is going the way and keeping certain principles, certain quality principles in it, uh, um, kindness, then not only uh, do you need less to seek, and usually I think a secret might be not seeking a legendary mm -hmm. life, but mm -hmm. living it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I only know that the best um, comments I get are those uh, that maybe some impact was made on individuals making the comment that I had no idea, um, uh, not with no effort there. Uh, it, it's simply, uh, the two of us, it may have been them more than me who were just mm -hmm. ready for the message, not mm -hmm. me trying necessarily to, to lend it to anything, but I feel, uh, that, uh, for instance, you mentioned in these pandemic times, uh, what I urge people to remember, uh, is that uh, during this time, and we we don't we don't see a finish line, 
that is fairly clear. We get uh, uh, periods of optimism, periods of what we thought are uh, that are leaning to uh, to clarity, but mm-hmm. um, realize that even those of us who haven't lost anybody close, maybe or had mm-hmm. a lot of sickness via this pandemic, uh, maybe our professional jobs haven't been affected. All of our psyches have been affected in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And you're probably giving extra, and if not, I would urge you to think about it, extra grace to those you confront because uh, thinking about uh, certain professions, healthcare and such, um, what they, what they are going through, uh, you give them more grace. Um, they certainly deserve it. I can't imagine what they go through. Give yourself the same grace. If, if things are trouble, if you're not able to get out there and walk or run, and you've been a concerted mover. I know many who have told me this in my running store, just start. That's all that matters. Don't compare yourself to a year and a half ago, two years ago. It's all about getting going. You mentioned that analogy a few minutes ago. Just start from where you are and uh, no comparisons to where you were to anyone else. And that is the way that you have breakthroughs, create momentum, and you get closer because, as you said, running so transcends the physical. Mm -hmm. Um, I use the term athlete a lot, much beyond the physical. It's mindset. It's aura, and mm-hmm. you will find yourself closer to where you want to be if you realize that the only upside is in continuing. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything's moving, so you need to move with it, and that's okay. Exactly. Yes, we can relax into it, kinder, gentler approach. So, uh, it's just been super uh, spending. <laughs> Oh my God. Thank you so, so much. Um, I was about to say before I let you go was, um, you know, I love the part where you said, you know, the grace, you know, giving grace to, you know, just during these unprecedented times, um, not only, you know, for everyone that's working in service or, you know, healthcare, you know, definitely for sure, but also just being more you know, kind and gentle towards yourself. And, um, you know, even for myself, I've definitely been impacted, uh, impacted, you know, uh, mentally as well. Um, you know, and being, uh, you know, being in the position I am, you know, I want to take care and serve as many people as possible, but knowing that, you know, having that human element and knowing that like, you know, it's also fragile, the human psyche, the human body is also fragile and just being kind and gentle. And if it's not done today, there's always tomorrow, you know, and like you said, just continuing to practice that positivity, optimism, um, and that gratitude to know that, Hey, you know, you woke up, you know, here's another day, you know, know, it's another chance. Exactly. So, but that was key to just continue to just start. So, um, you can always find someone, pardon me for interrupting in a tougher situation. If that comparison helps level the playing field for you and let you you have a lot going for yourself. Sometimes we need those comparisons. That's okay. We're human, whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of my greatest, uh, you know, uh, 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 examples of humility is I actually started off uh, uh, doing triathlons back in 2006. And, you know, over, over time, it's one of those rare sports where, you know, you would get a 75 year old and a 15 year old running the same race or participating <laughs> in the same race, and they both still beat you at the same time. And so for me, that always gives me a great, uh, a beautiful reminder that, you know, it's okay. You know, there's always going to be, like you said, someone in a worse situation or someone that's going to be slower than you or faster, or, you know, it, it, it there, just forget about the comparison game uh, and just focus on, where you're at and whether, you know, you're good, you know, and whether you are good and whether you are making an impact for others. So I think that's the, the common denominator of what we're both, you know, talking about. So if you're down deep, good with you, you will probably be good with the masses. Exactly. It's about integrity. Um, integrity is more important than your reputation. Reputation is what people see. Integrity is what you know down deep. 
if you're mm-hmm. doing it right. If you are, that will uh, be passed on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mark, thank you so, so much. Um, I really appreciate you know you taking the time. This has been a pleasure and a treat. Um, for those that are wanting to know more about you, um, you know, find out more about your book, where can they go? Sure. If you care to go to runbravo.com, uh, runbravo at yahoo.com is an email. Uh, my phone number can be found on my website. You call me if, if you desire a book, I'll sign it. I'd rather do it that way because I like to sign them to individuals. If they want, I'll send it to you with the information and uh, just glad to do that. Um, And you, Colin, keep having uh, the impact you're having. It was my pleasure. I look forward to our next meeting. (laughs) Same here. Same here. Um, I am. I'm looking forward uh, to that as well. And uh, again, thank you for, and I hope you continue doing this and, you know, having that kind of impact on, you know, on your circles and, you know, all the thousands of runners that came before and after you as well. So I really, really appreciate, you know, you, um, uh, Mark. So thank you so much for being here. And likewise. Thanks, athlete. <laughs> Guys, uh, thank you so much for watching uh, this episode, our season closer for the season, season four. Um, if you like this, please subscribe, like, and comment. And if you feel that this is a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And until next time on season three of next year, um, you know, thank you so much for being here with us. And please say goodbye to Coach Mark. <laughs> thank you so, so much. <laughs> Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.